In this episode, we talk about how to improve your decision making. Get excited because this is Tiny Leaps, Big Changes. This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share research-based strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and how often do you find yourself like with just too much to do? Like you just got too much going on. You got this and this, and you got to go talk to your friends and hang out with your partner and your kids and get to the gym and meal prep and all of the things, like literally all of the things at the same time. How often do you find yourself stretched beyond what you are capable of and overwhelmed and anxious as a result of it? This happens way too often and it's such an easy thing to fall into. But the good news, it's also a pretty easy thing to avoid. It's something we can get better at even if we're not good at it now. And you can create a situation where you end up in a better position long-term because you learn one simple thing, and that is how to make better decisions. But as is always the case on this podcast, in order to really talk about how to make better decisions, we need to first talk about why we struggle with decision-making to begin with. And what it comes down to is a phenomenon called choice overload. Now, choice overload, you may have heard of like decision fatigue. It's similar, but a little bit different. So choice overload is, and I quote, when there are too many choices to make and it becomes difficult to make a decision. This can lead to anxiety and stress as well as a feeling of being overwhelmed. Now, here's the classic example. Picture yourself in a grocery store. Now, if you were to walk into a grocery store, let's say you need to pick up some chips, right? You head to the chip aisle and you are just bombarded with the sheer number of chips that are available. What would you do? Well, for most of us, we would filter down our options. We would go by brand, flavor, price, and any number of other factors that matter to us in our decision-making process. We would essentially just take away options so that we can make a decision based on what it is we actually want. This is a natural process we all go through in order to avoid choice overload. And we do this by relying on a few key factors that we've developed over the course of our lives to make that decision. Things like, do we know this brand or not? 
That's a marketing tool that has been used on us for many, many years. And as a result, we're more likely, if we don't know the other brands and we don't know how good they are, we're more likely to go with a brand we recognize because we know that the quality is going to be uh, reliable. So that's a process we all go through. And it's something that allows us to live in our day-to-day lives. But now let's pretend here. Let's pretend that you are an alien. You've been dropped down on Earth. It's your first time here. You have no concept of the culture of humanity. You've never seen a Doritos ad in your life. Then you're told you need to go to a grocery store and buy chips. Now, after spending a ton of time trying to figure out what chips even are, you would get to the chip aisle and be bombarded with the selection that is available to you. How would you go about filtering it down? You wouldn't really be able to. You wouldn't have any understanding of which brands are better than other brands. You wouldn't necessarily know which flavors you want over the other flavors. You wouldn't know what prices are good versus bad. You wouldn't necessarily even have color preference or, or type preference or chip quality preference. You wouldn't know any of this. So what does all of this have to do with making better decisions? Well, the point that we want to understand here, there's two main ones. The first is choice overload makes it difficult to make any decision at all. And when we're struggling to make decisions, we tend to default to whatever uh, uh, selection criteria we want to go by. Now, that selection criteria doesn't always have to come from us. In that same example with the alien, if somebody else came up to that alien and said, hey, I really like Doritos, that alien is more likely to choose Doritos. That becomes the criteria by which to select an option, to make a decision. So it doesn't always have to come from us. And what tends to happen is if we don't have a clear understanding of our own selection criteria, the things that matter to us in deciding, do we do this thing or not? Do we say yes or not? If we don't have a clear understanding of this for ourselves, we might adopt someone else's. And that person's is likely to be the person asking us if we want to do the thing or not. So we are essentially just adopting the yes from the other person. They ask us to do this thing, and if we don't have a clear reason not to, if we don't have a clear reason why we don't want to, if we don't even understand if we want to or not, then we're likely to just say yes, because that's what the other person wants us to say, and that is the choice that we end up making by adopting their selection criteria. Now, there are a number of other reasons that play into this. Of course, there is insecurity around saying no. There is an inability to say no to this particular person. But at least a portion of it is controlled by this choice overload aspect. So how do we deal with choice overload? Well, the answer, it's already been said, really. We need to develop selection criteria. We need to understand what it is that a decision needs to hit in order for us to say yes to it. Similar with that bag of chips. If we go into the store and we know that we love Lay's, specifically we love uh, 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 salt-flavored chips, but not salt and vinegar. We don't really like barbecue. We don't really like Cool Ranch. We just we know what we want. We've got our list of selections that that fit the criteria we're looking for. 
we go into the store and we know that, it's a really easy decision to make. You walk into the store, you grab the bag you care about, and you go to the, the register. Really fast. Could take 30 seconds. But if we don't know, we're going to stand in that chip aisle for hours debating and figuring out, well, maybe this is better or maybe that is better until we gain some kind of criteria to decide based on whether that is someone else's opinion or the taste of one or the price or some other kind of criteria to look for until we develop that, we are going to struggle. And in the same way, until we understand what it is that makes us choose to do something or not, what the criteria needs to be for us to feel happy doing something for someone else or doing something at all, we're going to struggle to make any decision and no decision when there's an external source pressuring us to go in one direction over the other will likely lead to saying yes, which leads to saying yes to too many things and ultimately leads to overwhelm and anxiety and stress. So how do we develop that criteria? Well, the first step is to simplify the decision-making process by breaking it down into smaller steps. Start with the basics. What is it that you need? An example of the grocery store, if we go back to that, you need chips. So, okay, we know we need chips. We don't need Cheetos. We don't need honey buns. We need chips. That's a, a clear selection criteria. Great. Check that off. From there, you can then narrow it down. What brand do we want? What flavor do we want? How much do we want to spend? What color is our favorite? Use other selection criteria and apply it to the situation that you find yourself in. If you have a friend asking you to do something for them and you're really not sure if you want to or can, break it down. What is the thing that they're asking for? Okay, great. You've, you understand that. Is that something you're capable of doing? Like, do you have the skill or the time or whatever uh, uh, thing you want to look for? If yes, okay, cool, move to the next question. If no, there's your criteria. If yes, then okay, great. Is it something you want to do? Are you going to be happy doing it? If no, maybe that's your criteria, but maybe there's another follow-up and another and another. The point is to go line by line and define for yourself what it is that matters to you and whether or not those things are being met with this decision. If they aren't, then the answer should be no. If they are, then you can choose to say yes and take that on. And ultimately, where you're going to find yourself is saying yes to a lot fewer things because now you'll understand what is required for you to say yes. Thank you so much for being here. If you're listening to the podcast right now, check us out on YouTube. The link is in the description of this episode. I've done these episodes in video, and I'd love to have you connect with us there. Drop a comment. Let me know your thoughts. If you're listening on YouTube, be sure to click subscribe. I'm trying to get this account up to 1,000 subscribers, and it would mean the world to me if you'd help me out with that. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. And remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day.